Welcome to The Leap, the podcast where we step out of the matrix and into our inner knowing while on the path to self-actualization. My name is Shay and I'm excited to be your guide on this journey of transformation and discovery every Monday and Wednesday. Aside from being on my own path, I work with people daily to question the answers in their life experiences. So what is self-actualization anyway, you ask? It simply means to realize your full potential. If you've been introduced to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you might recall self-actualization being at the top of the pyramid. Maslow used the terms physiological, safety, social, esteem, self-actualization, and transcendence to describe the pattern through which each human needs and motivations generally move. This means that according to the theory, for motivation to arise at the next stage, each prior stage must be satisfied by the individual. So let's talk about these stages a little bit more in depth. Physiological needs are just basic needs, whether it be food, shelter, water. They're the things that your body needs to propel and complete daily tasks and your daily living activities. After those things are satisfied, you may be thinking about safety needs. This includes your health, your personal security, your financial security, and your emotional security. And then you might start looking at your social belonging or belonging and love needs, right? Social needs with your family, um, friendships, intimacy in your relationships, trust and acceptance in your relationships, and even receiving and giving love and affection as well. When we start to talk about self-actualization we talk about the higher version of things right so even when we're talking about esteem there's a lower and then there's a higher version of esteem on the podcast we want to focus more on the higher version which is the need for your self-respect and this can include your need for strength or competence mastery of certain things self-confidence independence and freedom where the lower version of self-esteem is more about whether people respect you or not. And we'll talk about those things as well. We also move into the um, cognitive needs, which means that you're craving information and comprehension. You're exploring those curiosities that you have. And this is actually gonna create a will to learn and attain that inner knowledge and reconnect with the knowledge that's within you. So from an educational viewpoint, Maslow wanted humans to have intrinsic motivation to become educated people. Here at The Leap, we're reconnecting with the knowledge that's inside of us, that's innate, and really honing in on that intuition that was given to us, right? Rather than looking outside of us for validation of who we are and the presentation we want to give to the world. So after those things, and do take note that although every stage is kind of outlined and it says these particular things are happening, they often um, intertwine, overlap, okay, and happen concurrently. So it's never outlined or defined just in that way. And just like life happens, that's exactly how this podcast will go. We'll talk about all the things that happen in life and ways that you can be selfish, right? To benefit your relationships and the experiences in your life. So, let's talk about flaws for a moment. Now, the hierarchy has distinct phrases, right? Or phases that you go through. 
Um, and we talked about they can often overlap and occur simultaneously. So personally, I like to start with personal flaws because once those are remedied, once we start to work with those and we understand that our flaws are actually beneficial to our experience, we can open our eyes and hearts to other lessons that propel us forward on our path. We often talk about flaws in a way that's negative, but those flaws make us unique in so many ways. Your flaws are your strength in disguise. And we're not talking about the unrealistic standards of perfectionism either, okay? Um, When you're trying to be perfect, especially when we talk about the perfect images presented in the media and the standards of beauty, right? Those type of thoughts and that mindset are the root of many frustration and mutilations, okay? Um, And interpret that how you will. I know that we're all familiar with AI, but for years, the outside world and the media has promoted the concept of perfection through digitally enhanced ads and movies and television characters, right? And they seem to live ideal lives, the lives that suck us in and that we wish that we had, right? And sometimes you're willing to do anything, anything to achieve that happiness that happens within that 20 minutes or 30 minutes, 40 minutes or an hour and a half, however long that experience is, right? However long that piece of media is running on our television or our telephones, right? Realize it's a fantasy. It's time to stop comparing yourself to those people and to those lifestyles. It's time to stop buying into it. Art is something that is interpreted so differently by people, right? Some people are like, why is this art? This is stupid. And others are intrigued and they're pulled in by the art that is surrounding them. It can be everyday things like flowers or furniture, buildings, environments, people, clothes, fashion, jewelry, right? But have we ever thought about our uniqueness being art? Our existence evoking emotion and capturing the interest of others. Because the same is true with us in our nature, okay? Without flaws, we'd be monotonous, we'd be boring, (laughs) we'd be monolithic, okay? You can take the information in this podcast and share it with someone else, and it still wouldn't be the same information. Why? Because we have our own way of speaking our own way of relating, and our own way of applying information. You have your own unique influence and style of communication. So if you take a moment to reflect, you'll probably find the first time you thought you weren't enough involved another person's opinion. And if you reflected a little more, you probably find it with someone you were really close to, someone you respected and loved, and you are very sure respected and loved you. So why do people scrutinize their flaws so much and ignore the positive things about themselves? Why is it so hard to drop that habit? When you discover something you don't like about yourself, think about the things people admire about you and the positive aspects of your life. I do this a lot. Sometimes it's really difficult for us to um, stop doing one thing and start doing something else. 
it may be easier for us to match that same energy, right? So if I think of something negative about myself, then I also want to immediately pull something positive about myself as well, right? I want to match it rather than letting those negative things weigh me down and add up at the end of the day. You can also turn the belief that you're flawed and negativity it creates around that thought by focusing on something positive as well, okay? So it's almost like neutralizing that thought a little bit. And the mindset is something that's like exercising. You have to do it often until it becomes something that's like second nature to you, right? You do it consistently and you'll be a more content person. Maybe things have just not been going well in your life, right? And you feel like you've had a string of bad luck. Well, bad luck creates stresses and situations, um, scenarios of things that we can learn from and ways that we can grow, right? So again, it's about changing that mindset. This is definitely happening to me, right? I'm pretty sure you've heard that before. And if you haven't, there's a philosophy out there that everything's happening to me. The way to change that mindset is everything's happening for me, right? It's interesting how we ask for certain things and we want things to change, but we expect the picture to look exactly the same. So when things start getting shaken up, we start to get nervous, like what's going on? Everything's falling apart. Well, why wouldn't everything fall apart, right? Because in order to build something new, sometimes you have to tear some of it down. Sometimes you have to tear all of it down, right? But it definitely requires some type of maintenance and rebuilding or uh, shifting things around. So it's very, very, very likely that it won't look the same. The same things won't be happening. The same people won't be a part of our lives. And that's exactly what we're gonna, that's exactly what we're gonna explore here, right? As we take this leap. So instead of focusing on what's going right in your life, and remember that everything happens for a reason. For example, when you're struggling with debt, you can reframe it to say it will teach you how to manage money better, right? When you break up with someone because they didn't treat you the way you wanted them to, congratulate yourself on making a decision that brings you happiness. Congratulate yourself on having the strength and the courage and to move forward in something that's not resonating with you, to leave that behind and go seek something that is working. Now that's not to say that every relationship you have to leave behind. There are lots of things that can be repaired. Sometimes it's a communication issue. Again, we'll just get deeper into those things as we have more time for conversations. But this point of self-reflection gives you the space to actually take a look at those things and say, I wanna change and say, what actions can I take to realize that change? And then own it, okay, own it. It also puts us in a position to develop a healthy image of self and put us in control of our image that we want to present to the world, right? Accepting our flaws, it supports the constant process of change that we participate in. And this is happening daily. Change is happening daily, right? Where new information is presented to us and we either accept it or reject it, um, use it to our benefit. We decide whether it's beneficial, right? Or even necessary for our experience in the system of things. Developing self-compassion is gonna be a key 
activity throughout this series. We are often so unforgiving of ourselves, right? We think that, oh, we made a mistake. No one's going to love us. No one's going to like us. And that's not true. We are always lovable and likable. It's just that not everyone is going to like us. (laughs) When you take a look at your life and you take a look at the people that you know, do you like everyone around you? But because we are connected to one another, there's this genuine love that we can have, right, for our growth and we can have a a genuine respect for one another and the processes that we go through. Self-compassion is gonna help us do that with ourselves more. We tend to have more compassion for others than we have with ourselves. And in this podcast, we're gonna have the opportunity to turn that focus on ourselves. And we're gonna do that so that we can have improved relationships, right? Whether that be business or intimacy or with our families, but improved relationships overall and be able to own and create spaces where we feel comfortable operating. Um, I like activities and um, I think it's important, especially with writing. I know we're in the age of technology, we love our phones. So definitely taking notes about your day and writing things down and journaling, it can be done that way. There's several people selling journals and things that you can reflect on. There's several people online with journal prompting and things of that sort. But definitely, I believe in writing things down. And when we're talking about developing self-compassion, I think a great exercise is to write a letter. Write a letter to yourself, forgiving yourself for mistakes that you've made. Forgive yourself for anything um, you punish yourself for. Forgive yourself for any um, digs you take on yourself, right? Any bad things you say about yourself. Forgive yourself for making mistakes or maybe you were a key reason why someone um, was upset or maybe you did wrong someone. Be able to forgive yourself for that. Even when you offer an apology to someone else, they have to accept that apology. Even if they don't, It's important that you come from a loving space and a genuine space of offering up that apology. Um, I know people hate to hear it, they hate when I say it, but emotions are completely your own responsibility. How you feel about someone and how you feel about something completely only has to do with you, unfortunately or fortunately. So when we talk about emotions, someone doesn't like you, someone has every right not to like you. It's really not... Um, your business. You can't control how they feel. You can't control how they receive you. The only thing that you really control is what you're doing and how you feel about it, okay? And that's your own validation, your own intuition, your own discernment of if you're moving on your path successfully or not, okay? So when you do the exercise, I definitely want to hear about it. I want us to be able to interact. And you can reach out to me on Messenger um, through Facebook. And you can find me on Facebook as Shay Tostin. It's S-H-E-A-T-O-S-T-O-N. Shay Tostin. Or feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Shay underscore Tostin. And it's at S-H-E-A underscore T-O-A-S-T-O-N. T-E-N. Definitely, I look forward to connecting with everyone and I look forward to seeing you Wednesday at our second episode on LEAP. 
Thank you for taking the leap with us today. Join me next time for another stepping stone to reconnect with self and access the knowledge you were born with to navigate this journey of self-actualization. See you at the crossroads. Same time, same station.